The Being Boss book is officially available for pre-order. And you can buy it wherever books are sold. Let us know that you bought it and we'll send you some goodies. Just go to beingboss.club slash book for more details. This mini-sode of Being Boss is brought to you by 2020, where creative entrepreneurs get inspiring photos. If you're looking for authentic images to illustrate all of the hard work you've been putting in lately, 2020 has millions of real-world photos proven to help you tell a more engaging story, whether that's on social media, your blog, or your website. And they're all available under a simple, royalty-free license. 2020 is partnering with Being Boss to support all the creative bosses and is offering you a seven days, five photo free trial. That's a seven day access to license five photos for free. To start your trial now, go to 2020.com slash being boss. That's the word 20, then 20.com slash being boss to get five free photos. All right, I've got a topic that has been on my mind, and I kind of want to talk it through, hash it out with you. Let's do it. I've been thinking about a lot how everyone is feeling like the internet is so noisy and that markets are so saturated, and I'm feeling it myself as well and constantly trying to find the answers to you know, making a living doing what I love online whenever it just does feel kind of loud and noisy and that can lead to fraudy feelings and all the things. So I'm looking at all the sales pages of all these creatives and I'm noticing a common theme here. And what is that? It's that they all keep adding more, 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 more to what it is that they're offering, myself included. Like I think that there's this temptation um, whenever it comes to creating something online, especially if you are a woman, I think that we're conditioned to like give so much of ourselves and to apologize for charging money for it that we just want to give more and added value and fast actions and all these things and community and you can pay whenever you want or you can pay whatever you want. Like I think that there are just so many people adding so much stuff to their offerings that it's just adding to the noise. And so one thing I've been thinking about is, you know, maybe we should stop adding more. Maybe we should strip it down and do less and be better. I love this. And as you're saying it, it reminds me of like those, um, those infomercials. <laughs> but wait, like, you I mean, that's also get what five it's more feeling for free, like, right? I, I completely agree with that. And I think, it's like one of those like perpetual like cycles of just it's just going to get worse until so, like we all stop. And I think it definitely it makes me feel like things are of less value whenever you keep adding everything you have for 19.95 or whatever it may be. Um whereas if you are super discerning about what it is that you're offering and super clear then it's so much easier for people to see the value than if you're like hiding it under all these extras. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly in this. And it is something that I think this may be one of those things that's kind of been making me tired of the online business world over the past couple of months is I'm really tired of hearing of all your mores. What is it that you do? Because I forgot. <laughs> right. And I think it's so easy as um, creatives and 
people who are making their creative living online to be able to make things in an instant and put it up online and sell it. And I'm not saying that we should stop doing that. I think that we should be marketing and selling what we have to offer, but maybe we just really step back a little bit and think about the true value. Like if you could just offer one thing, what is the true value behind that thing? And so whenever it comes to coaches, for example, wanting to, they want to keep on adding on, like let's put on more, more, more. What if you just thought about like, what's the best tactic that you have and what does a client look like before they work with you and after they work with you? And how do you package that up and just sell that one thing? I love that. I think it's a semantics issue because I think it's not necessarily don't add more value. It's that more value doesn't equal more things because adding more things is just spreading your value and you're getting spread thin. So back to the coaching example, you might have a great coaching package, but then you have the community component and then you have this free ebook that's part of it. And then you have these weekly things that you have to do. And all of a sudden you can't devote all of your energy into that really great coaching session. You have to be monitoring the community and creating the ebook and all of these other things. And not only does that spread you thin and make the energy you're putting into each thing less valuable, but the person who's purchasing it suddenly now has almost decision fatigue within this valuable quote-unquote thing that you're giving them. And so they're not able to devote their energy to all the things either. They're not really truly focusing on that coaching session because they also have to be in the community and they also have to read this ebook before they talk to you and do their own work for their own business. And then they get no value Mm -hmm. out of what it is they've purchased and what it is that you're providing. I also find that this is conditioning, at least online buyers, but also I see this offline as well into expecting more, even though they're not going to use any of it. Where, you know, and I've seen this, I've even seen this, you know, getting some things from us. Like we create a thing and people are like, well, what about the community? And what about like all the free things and all the bells and whistles? And like we're conditioning people to not appreciate where the meat is. Actually, this makes me think of McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I'm I'm even thinking about the Braid Method e-course. So one of the – a couple of the components that came with that um, after we repackaged it a few years ago – was a quarterly masterclass, which I love doing to engage with our community, and then a Facebook group. And this was around the time that we had started the Being Boss Facebook group, and there was a lot of engagement, and it was thriving. And I just assumed every Facebook group was like that. But the e-course group is just a little bit more stagnant because people are doing the e-course and doing the work. They're not really engaging with each other for one reason right. or another. So, and th- but, but then you also get those two or three people who are like, well, this Facebook group sucks. Apparently, the value of this e-course isn't what you say it is. Well, you know, so I popped in there the other day and I said, hey, there's not a lot of engagement. Like I just shined a light, big old light on what was happening. I said, there's not a lot of engagement here. Would you guys rather me shut it down so you don't have one more Facebook group to worry about? Um, And I did a poll and it was like, yes, shut it down. And then the other one was like, no, I like it being here even though I don't use it. So kind of like holding them accountable to not using it as well. And a couple of people chimed in and said like, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed that 
there hasn't been the engagement here. Like, I know that this is a hotbed of creativity and that there are so many talented people taking the e-course. It would have been awesome to connect. I wanted to respond and be like, but you're a part of that. Like, you're a part of that connection. You have to step in and do it yourself, too, to make it work. Um, But all of it made me think, like, the meat and bones of that e-course is in the course itself, not in the Facebook group, and really not even in those quarterly masterclasses, as fun as they are. It's really in what it is that I'm offering. So one of the things I've also been thinking about is, like, let's say you do want to create a lot of content, and even here at Being Boss, we do. Like, we love creating curriculum and content. We love community we can't help but want to do more, more, more. It's just in our bones. It's in our creative nature to want to make things. But I think that maybe kind of um, unveiling it along the way, like it doesn't all need to be on the sales page. It doesn't all need to be in that first introductory email. So I'm even thinking about like, how do you drip content if you are wanting to create a lot of it? to your audience in a way that is sustainable and doesn't overload them or overwhelm them or paralyze them. Yeah, sell what it is that you're selling. I think so often we find ourselves selling the thing we're not selling so that we can sell the thing that it gets a little convoluted and everyone loses focus on what it is that you're here doing. Do you think this is a symptom of like blogging kind of dying out? Like people aren't sharing this content as blog posts. They're like, I need to cram this really valuable thing that like three years ago would have been a blog post that I shared for free, but people aren't reading my blog. So suddenly it has to be like an additional thing in this course or this program. Like maybe that's what you can do with the quote unquote more value. I also think it's a symptom of maybe the way we work changing. I think that more people are wanting to work for themselves without wanting to take the time to develop an expertise or hone their craft. I Emily. I think it's a product of comparison. I think you look at everyone else's stuff who are doing things that are similar to you and you see what they're offering and you add that and you go add you go find someone else and they've they're offering something else and you end up with like five different thing as opposed to their like one thing each. And oh my gosh, you're so right. Right? Yes, because I even find myself doing this like, okay, well now I guess I need Facebook ads. Well, okay, now I guess I need webinars. And I mean, all the things that we've done and I'm glad that we're doing them so that we can teach other people about them or see what works and what doesn't. It's all information. But I think that especially for, you know, bosses who aren't quite able to make a living doing what they love yet. Like, I think that we have the freedom to experiment because we're able to pay our bills doing the thing. But if you don't have you know, the freedom to experiment. But we have a good core. Like we've developed this super valuable core where we like people know what we're doing. And if we're wrong, guys, don't let us know, actually, because we don't really want to get those emails. (laughs) Um, But I do feel like we've been in this long enough that we know what we're here doing. We know where our value is. Absolutely. And we have no problem selling that thing. But we've also fallen in the trap of doing more more things like Caitlin is saying like I think that we have a lot of value and we 
test and change. Yeah. We're like, okay, this is too much for people to handle. How do we scale it back in a way that is actually achievable right. and helpful? And it's because we've been in this so long that we have the ability and the confidence to be able to look at what it is that we're creating and see where the value is and cut things without like feeling like we're like, you know, cutting off the left arm of our business or whatever. Whereas I definitely, and it's usually with newbies, newbies, sweet things, um, where, you know, they're creating these offerings and it's like, here's the thing, but here's 20 things to go with it, where that's where the problem is. You need to be spending some time. I think until you are, I think, here I go. I think that until you are a completely sustainable business that is completely sustaining your life, you should just focus on the thing. That like one core awesome thing that it is that you do. And then at that point, you can experiment and play. Agreed, because it's not like the experiment is going to break your spirit or break your bank. You can keep going. Yeah. And you're conditioning your people, the people who love you and the people who are going to buy your things, to recognize where the value is, as opposed to having them assume that all the other little things that you're packaging up with it are what you're trying to do. I feel like we've been able to get really discerning as we experiment with our own offerings and how we sell and market those. And we've become discerning through a series of questions. And I wanted to share those for our listeners here so that you can maybe stop adding more things and start adding more value. So the first question or prompt that might help you out is what can you stop doing? We've had to make some tough decisions about what to cut. Things like the Facebook group, for example, with over 25,000 people. But once we saw it wasn't adding value and just adding noise, it had to go. Now, if you had to just offer one thing, what would it be? So what do people get the most value from? So even within our own products that we've um, had a lot of components to, we've asked ourselves, what was the most valuable thing within that whole project? What's helping people actually change their businesses or change their lives or solve their problems? And then if you were to just offer that one thing, what would that look like? And then finally, can you feel like that one thing is enough? And I'm talking about enough for the price that you want to charge, um, enough to creatively fulfill you, and enough to effectively make change for your client. And if it's not enough, because sometimes it might not be, what needs to change without adding more things? So those are some prompts for you to consider. I love it. Do you all have anything else to add? Well, just that like you'll do this in the beginning of your business and you should do this in the beginning of your business to define your business so that you have a starting off point. You know, you, you're always talking about, uh, was it Kylie Jenner's lip kits? It's <laughs> like yes. she started with like if, if Kylie Jenner is holding it in enough to start with just one thing, you guys can too. Um, but these are also questions that we ask ourselves every quarter or so in our businesses that have been growing and evolving and testing and changing. Um, it's the kinds of things you need to get comfortable asking yourself and answering and implementing along the way. And then as you master that one thing, I think that you can naturally evolve and grow and add more things without it feeling noisy or without it spreading you thin. Agreed. And I just want to throw in here too, as I've been starting Almanac Supply Company, this is the exact tactics that we've gone through because dreaming and scheming about what I want that business to become has included all 
of the things for sure. But we started with what we started with one thing, candles. Like when we got to the core of what it is that we wanted to represent, we chose one product, candles. And we're going to do that so damn well that we can become known for that one thing and then we can easily grow and evolve around it. So as someone who's starting business number, I don't even know what, like this is a tactic for starting on the right foot. All right, excuse me while I pause this here and let you in on the exciting news. The Being Boss book is about to hit the shelves of a bookstore near you. Kathleen and I have taken years of conversations between ourselves and those we've had with experts and industry leaders here on the Being Boss podcast and have distilled them down into what we've found makes you boss into a book that you can read, hold in your hands, and share with a friend. And we'd be lying if we didn't admit that we have a big dream with this book. We want it to be a bestseller. We want every creative in the world to cultivate the confidence it takes to take control of their work and make money doing what they love so they can live life on their own terms. That's what our book is here to do, and we need your help to make it happen. If you want to dive into the core of what it means to be boss and support us while you do it, it's time for you to pre-order the book. And once you do that, let us know you bought it and we'll send you some goodies. Just go to beingboss.club slash book for links to purchase and for more information on how to claim your swag. That's beingboss.club slash book. Now let's get back at it. This minisode was brought to you by 2020. Check them out at 2020.com slash beingboss. That's T-W-E-N-T-Y 20 as in the number dot com slash beingboss. Did you like this minisode? Be sure to check us out on our website at beingboss.club. There you can find more from Being Boss, including our full episodes, minisodes, and blog posts. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for our mailing list so that you can get access to behind the scenes and exclusive content from Kathleen and myself to help you be more boss in your work and life. Do the work, be boss.